I am Kinsani Wanda, and this is Becoming. On this episode, I'm going to chat to Lushoho Nolo Machaba. She is the first trans woman to be part of Miss Essay, and she calls herself the Christian Black trans woman. She is an advocate, a model, and a speaker. So we are going to dive into her journey of becoming transgender. Lushoho welcome to Becoming. Uh, thank you, Kinsana, for having me. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. Yourself? I'm doing great. So I think the one thing that um, I, I forgot to mention in your intro is that you're going to be, be part of the Forbes Leading Women Summit 2023. How amazing is that? God, it's God. I don't want to say much. I just want to say this is my testimony, my first big testimony of 2023. Yeah. God is getting to show off. <laughs> He's showing off, definitely. So um, we're going to start with an introduction of what does it mean to you um, when we say becoming? What does becoming mean to you? Uh, I'd say becoming is a process of getting to learn the different layers we as individuals often have. So for me, uh, I'm becoming the person that I was destined to be. I believe we are all living through written chapters. So the moment I become uh, what I am, I become what was written for me uh, to live through. Mm. So we are now entering this conversation where I'd like to believe that a lot of people have certain perception of and most of the time I feel like we are not well informed of. So let's start by unpacking what um, the terms LGBTQI plus is. So if you don't mind just going um, on each letter and explaining what that means so that we have a full understanding of what being trans transgender is uh okay so the lgbtqi community consists of a different uh sexually sexual orientation and different gender identity so with the r within the community it represents lesbian uh lesbian is a person who's attracted is a female who's attracted to another female mm -hmm. then g it represents gay um which is a male who's attracted to another male, then bisexual represents every uh, any other gender between female and male who's attracted to both genders. Mm -hmm. So with transgender, it represents a person who was assigned a certain gender mm -hmm. at their birth, but they they um they identify different from what they were assigned as from birth. Mm -hmm. Then with LGBTI, intersex uh, represents a person who... You know, intersex is actually quite difficult to explain, but I've just tried to keep it brief. Okay. Um, intersex means any other gender between male and female with different um, uh, perspective of how a male or female should look like or should be like. So in this case, they might look as female, but mm -hmm. they have different, different chromosomes. You know, I don't know how to explain this. <laughs> yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. Just, I, I, yeah, I'll do my research on that. But I know intersex is a matter of, 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 of 
it's a scientific thing. It's it's a natural thing from within. It's not a matter of how they identify themselves, but it's a matter of how they are from within. I hope that I, I make sense when it comes to that. Okay. Then yeah, it's LGBT. LGBT. Q. Uh, Q. I forgot to 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 say Q means a queer. Okay. Every person who's who's who don't identify as the heteronormative um identity of the society. So with queer. Any person who is not heterosexual mm-hmm. uh, can still identify as queer. Okay. Yeah, then A uh, represents asexual, anyone who's not attracted sexually to any other gender. Then plus, it's, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. Part sexual. So yeah. like, yeah. Okay. And where does, um, when you identify yourself as non-binary, would you say you're queer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, under queer and also non-binary is 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 is, is a I'd say it refer it is actually let me just keep it that because the moment I try to explain it further it's a bit confusing it gets so it's confusing. better just to keep it brief and say yeah. non-binary is a person identifies as queer. Okay, great. Um, the reason why I ask is because even for us heterosexuals, it's a bit confusing to sort of understand where you fall under, and sometimes you know, people get offended a lot. And I see this on social media. Uh, People get offended a lot. But I think sometimes it's because we do not have a full understanding of what it is. So let's talk about you. You are a trans woman, meaning that you are transgender. So you were born a boy and turned into a woman, right? Yeah. So can you take me through, um, let's go back to your background, actually. Uh, before we get to the process of you even, you know, transitioning, as a child, as a boy child, when do you discover um, that I'm not, this body is not mine? I don't think I'm meant to be a boy. Uh, I actually came across, the first trans person that I came across when, uh, was when I was 16. It was Jenna Telegova. She was participating to be Miss, uh, was it Canada? She was competing to become Miss Universe. Uh, mm. I don't remember which country specifically. She was the first trans woman that I came across on the internet. And through her story, I did get to identify my face. I did get to, to truly understand how I was feeling at that moment because Growing up, there wasn't much of trans representation like there is now. Mm-hmm. So with her, just like knowing how she was from birth and how she identified herself at that current moment. So I could tell her, I don't really comfortable being referred as a boy and I don't even have an image of me becoming a man growing up. So uh, it actually acknowledged that I am not gay. I I don't identify as gay or bisexual or anything, but I identify as a trans woman. Mm. So through that, I did take a first step of me wanting to transition medically Mm -hmm. because I wasn't comfortable in the body that I was born in and I didn't want to grow to be something that I was never comfortable in imagining. Mm. So that is why I had to take the medical transition in order for me to or identify how I felt from the thing. So did you discover this um, during that time uh, when you are now watching the pageantries and you're coming across different people 
Or is this something when you were younger, you just felt different, but you didn't know um, what it was, so you could not e easily identify what it meant to you? Yeah, I'd say I've always knew that I was different from what the society considered as normal because I was never drawn to boys' toys. I was never comfortable in peeing standing up. So in that sense, yeah, you, anyone could tell that I am not a typical boy. Like, identify, I look like a boy, but she, I identified myself as a girl, even though I didn't have knowledge mm -hmm. uh, of the term trans um, individuals. So I always knew that I am not comfortable in being a boy, mm -hmm. but I've never had the knowledge of knowing that trans people existed. Okay. And when you speak about the knowledge, I would like to think it's more of an exposure because you come from a small village in the Northwest, right? So yeah. being from there um, and, and growing up because you're not um, exposed to a lot of things that are happening, you're not exposed to the city life, so you don't see a lot of different people. Growing up in that community, how did that uh, sort of shape you? and also make you feel like I'm different, but how do I see that I'm different? And how do I step out of this space and understand who I am? Because sort of your environment shapes you as a person. Uh, I'd say growing up, I've always been a dreamer. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, when a person dreams a lot, they usually do research a lot. Yeah. So the environment that I was, that I was born and bred in, it wasn't, it didn't really play much into me becoming who I am, but the dreams I've always had in my mind are the ones that impacted me to be the person that I am. I remember this one time when I was from school. No, no, I wasn't from school. I don't remember where I was from, but I came back with so much um, gender dysphoria within me. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I did was pray to Lord Hore, uh, you know what I am. You know how I feel from within. Please make a way for me to be the person that you created me for. And I was about 15, 16 at that time. I remember right after praying, I went and switched on the TV. And on SABC One, it was airing Now or Never. And it was a story about a trans man who had struggles with with his identity mm -hmm. growing up and he managed to transition to be the, the the gender he always desired to be and through her story at that moment it was a matter of validation that god truly does know who you are mm -hmm. and what you thinking what you dreaming what you feel it's validated it is possible and it's something something's going to happen so you just need to be patient and be present so that's when i realized sorry okay i am a trans woman and i know for a fact that i'm going to transition at that very moment through that prayer through the dreams mm -hmm. that's what impacted me to be the person that i am today it was never the society that i was born in because we weren't really much equipped with information about the diversity that exists yeah. within this world but through the dreams that i had and through research and through praying mm -hmm. i was exposed to know that Diversity truly does exist. Mm -hmm. And one thing that stands out for me a lot is uh, looking at how, um, you know, your community is always bullied, um, not just on social media platforms, but also in their communities, um, in different spaces. 
So how was that for you? Have, were you ever bullied in school or, you know, around your village? Have you ed- ever had an experience of people bullying you because they just didn't understand who you are? I might have, actually. But the thing about me is that I usually block negative experiences in my life because the moment you draw into negative experience, you get to experience more negative things coming your way. So in my case, I might have, but like I've managed to block it because now I'm trying to be a comforter to the queer community. I'm trying yeah. to bring the light that we've never had growing up, yeah. that we've never experienced. So through bullying and whatsoever, I don't really pay attention to it because... I know for a fact that my community is still ostracized mm-hmm. from certain areas, mm-hmm. but the only way we can move above it is to stay positive and always believe that things work better if you truly believe. Yeah, I like that. I like that you touch on Christianity a lot as well. And to someone else, it might seem like, how are you Christian? And, you know, at the same time, you're transgender, you know, because a lot of people really just mix things up and there's a lot of confusion based on, you know, our judgments as heterosexuals are like to believe. Um, so what, your Christian journey, let's, let's chat about that. Um, how is that sort of transformed into you? Was it something that you, you, you know, grew up as, you know, you grew up in a, a Christian home and you just took that with you, whether your identity changed, who you are changed, you still carried uh, your Christianity with you throughout your journey? Uh, yes, I was raised in a Christian family, but that is not the reason why I'm Christian today. Mm-hmm. I'm Christian because I did manage to experience the love of God. I, I am Christian because I've seen how powerful and merciful God is. Mm-hmm. Because through him just knowing his work, I've managed to receive comfort when the world discriminated, marginalized my existence. Yeah. So I'm Christian because I've experienced God's love, his works, his acts. I've experienced anything. So my belief in God is not a matter of how I was raised because I know a lot of people who are raised in a Christian family, but they still did turn out not to be Christian. Mm-hmm. So in my case, I turned out to be Christian because I've experienced God's love even as a trans woman. I love to identify myself as a black Christian trans woman yes. because I'm proud to 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 um advocate for Christianity within the queer spaces. Yeah. So yeah. Nola, one thing that stood out for me with you is that um you you really do love God and for me, it, the first time we had a conversation because we met and then we were on a trip to somewhere. Um, but the first time we had a conversation and you were speaking so much about God, I was like, wow. Because most of the people that I have been in, in, like encountered in your community um, actually speak the opposite of God. And it's not because of their experiences with God, but generally their experiences with the church and the church judgment towards who they are and who they've become. So I love that you say that it's a, it's a, you know, a, a relationship with God that you have that has nothing to do with your background and that has nothing to do with your community as well, but just the grace of God and love of God that you have felt in your life. Yeah, yeah. 
I've, I've, I've experienced this love, hey? Yeah. I am the first trans woman to be part of Miss South Africa, not because of my, my, my knowledge or my appearance, but because of his love and mercy. Amen. I love that. Amen. So let's chat about this essay while we are here. So take me into how you discover, first of all, that you can actually enter the competition, right? Secondly, the process of getting into Miss Essay. The first year, the first year. So we're talking 2021. Let's go. Yo, this is another testimony. Yeah. So how it came about. So I was very devastated with my modeling career at that time. It was in 2020, probably late 2020. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine told me that I should try in South Africa. And by that time, I didn't even believe what I'm a beauty pageant queen. I didn't have the qualities of how beauty pageant uh queens um have what so, do like, you mean still... wait <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean i don't think maybe our listeners have seen you but if you haven't seen her i will obviously post <laughs> her pictures and everything she is gorgeous by looking at her you can just say model i don't even think you understand your description from a distance when you're walking you can just see like the qualities are all there okay you can continue uh, thank you for seeing them <laughs> yeah. but like at that time i didn't see myself as a beauty pageant queen. i've always thought that i am androgynous looking and the only thing that can work for me is just being a fashion model yeah so when a friend of mine uh told me that i should try in south africa i remember we did a bit of research it was around october november we were watching the past um uh, competition the mm-hmm. past event so we could tell how like Mary analyzed how they were working, how they were mm. answering questions. Then, early 2021 came, I lost interest. <laughs> yeah. I lost interest in participating. And you know how God works in mysterious ways? Mm-hmm. I remember Miss South Africa published that they do allow trans women to participate. Remember that we planned this in 2020, but early 2021, I wasn't interested anymore. But God reassured me that this is your way. Because I remember I was praying for my people's life for alignment. Yeah. And that time, that's when Miss South Africa published that they do allow trans women to participate in their com- com- competition. Mm-hmm. And through that, I received my answer instantly. A friend of mine told me, okay, you, should, you can come through, we'll do your makeup and whatever, then we'll record the video. Even the video, I didn't even represent myself well, but through mm. God's mercy, mm. through God's word, I just uploaded and there, Miss South Africa, top 10 first trans women to be part of Miss South Africa and through that, I did feel, okay, my purpose in life is not me being a model, it's not me yeah. being um, advocating for for queer people, but it's for me to show um, queer identities that God truly does live within us. Yeah. And we should learn to acknowledge him because our diversity is not by default. We are all uniquely created for a specific reason, for a specific purpose. Mm. So we should acknowledge him and allow him to align us with our purposes. And through that, we will get to see his mercy. We will get to see his uh, grace. Because at that time, I wasn't really even comfortable with um, disclosing my trans identity. But mm. through Miss South Africa, it gave me a platform for it. I am a trans woman. This is my validation that trans uh, lives do matter. And from now on, I'm going to advocate for queer existence and queer Christianity. With that, authenticity within it, it's a matter of to go forward. Yeah. And that's interesting because you were not actually a model before that. So it was just a... I, I was. 
You I were... was a model before that, okay. but I wasn't really getting much work. Because okay. by that time, I didn't even want to disclose my identity. I didn't want anyone to know that I was a trans woman. woman. I just wanted to be identified as just a model, a female model. Mm. And with that, I had a um, mental breakdown because I wasn't living my life the way I was created for. So with Miss South Africa, that's mm. what I'm saying, that's a testimony of its own because it managed to heal me as a person and make me comfortable uh, to be the person that I was created for. Mm. You say that you were not comfortable to share first um, that you were a trans woman. What do you think you, um, you were afraid of? Were you afraid of um, not getting into the competition? Uh, or were you afraid of people's judgments uh, over your transitioning? Because I re if I remember correctly, this is a time when Miss Essay has now declared that they will be allowing trans women to be in the competition. Uh, my, my, um, the reason why I didn't want to disclose my identity when I was a fashion model, it was because of, I didn't want to be typecasted. I know how, how trans individuals are often segregated within industries. So mm -hmm. I didn't want that to happen to me. My fear at that moment was that, hold it. I don't want to be typecasted. I just want to live my life mm -hmm. like any other female, get opportunities, it's the, the ones that I deserve. I don't want to use uh, my trans identity mm -hmm. as, as, as actually not as an opportunity, but I didn't want my trans identity to be a blocking stone for me. So at that mm -hmm. moment, that was the only thing that I was afraid of. And now looking back at it, my trans identity, it's a way forward for me. It has yeah. never been a blocking stone for me. I get opportunities because I am trans. I'm not going to lie. I'm not even going to mm. fabricate it. I get opportunities because I am a black trans woman. So it gets to show for me being authentic, living your life for living your life and, and truly acknowledging who you are from within plays biggest part than anything else. Don't yeah. let your mind tell you otherwise. Yeah. And understanding exactly who you are so you know that if you're going to show up in Miss Essay and you're different, you need to be able to embrace that different. And that has yeah. made you stand out as, you know, it has been highlighted. You were everywhere. Everyone knew that there's now a trans woman, the first, first trans woman to enter this competition. And it, it really put you in your own pedestal, if I can put it like that. Um, because you were then highlighted in your own way. And again, like you say, that is God's grace to position you there because you there are younger people looking and knowing that, okay, if I change my identity now and I could be in the, on that stage, I could be in that platform that I want to be, it doesn't really change who I am at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for putting it in that way, Hori. Nothing can change your destiny. Nothing. Nothing. If it is written for you, it will be fulfilled. Nothing can ever change your destiny. So, okay, let's, uh, let's dive into the process. And I know we skipped it a bit, but what was the process of transitioning like for you? So when you, you were now changing and going through the medical procedure of, of transitioning... Uh, 
I don't remember because I'm still transitioning, but mm. I, I recall this part when I was so depressed. Like, my emotion, I was so emotional. I was mm. so emotional. That's the only part that like, I, I, I do remember. But, like, it is not an easy one, hey? Mm. Like, it is, not, it is not an easy one because not only transitioning physically, but also emotionally, mentally transitioning. Everything yeah. about you changed. As you're transitioning, how does that um, sort of become part of your everyday life? And when I say everyday life, I mean your relationships with people. So whether it's dating, it's friends, you know, it's your family. Um, how does that sort of become part of it? And how do you relate to other people through that process? Uh, you know, when it comes to my transition, um, medically, yes, I'm medically, I'm still transitioning. Mm. But one thing that I value the most is that I am growing spiritually. I get to understand why why I am here. And through that, I get to um, make sure that everyone who's around my space feels comfortable. They get to understand why I am here and also get to understand why I'm why are they present in my life? So when it comes to having relationship, I usually pray a lot for relationship because sometimes mm-hmm. we get to we are aligned. Not even sometimes. Most of the times we are aligned with people who are meant to be in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's either they're going to be a lesson. It's either they're going to bring joy. It's either they're going to make us stronger. Yeah. So the only way I'm I'm I'm, I'm moving forward from now on including my transition, is to let God be in control. I pray for every single aspect of my existence um, mm. for God to intervene. For in my relationship, in order to work, I need to God to be the center of it. For my friendship, in order to work, I need to allow that person to understand me. I, I also need to understand them, how they come. Mm. My familiar relationship, I need to understand where I wasn't, I wasn't given this family by mistake. It was never a default. I am here yeah. because I need them and they also need me. So the only way for me to truly understand her life is a transition on its own. We mm. don't stand still. We move forward. So with that, my transitioning, me um transitioning as a transgender woman gets to show her it's not even a matter of changing physically, physically mm. but it's a spiritual thing. We move forward yeah. as human beings. Yeah. And speaking about it uh, being not only being a medical thing, if we touch on the medical part of it, um, where do you go? Do you did you go to uh, first consultation to say, OK, this is what I want to do. What did they say to you? What was the, the process there? Um, I, I, I I'm transitioning at, at Steve Beagle and there was never a first consultation. It was, I had to see uh, a psychiatrist to mm-hmm. diagnose me with gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. So they, they want to see, Hore, are you truly transgender? And I find it so weird, Hore, how would a person know that you are truly transgender? Because trans people comes in different trans people come in different ways mm. there is diversity within the trans community yeah. so with that i don't know but like i had to see a psychiatrist so that they can do um diagnose me with the condition then afterwards it was um endocrinologist um moilering they take they take my blood mm-hmm. and i get to take hormones on a daily basis mm-hmm. the 10 
which they usually refer to is hormonal replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. So I'm still undergoing the whole replacement therapy probably until I die. So yeah. Okay. And how long does the process take um, for you to, to completely transition? Uh, there is no complete transi- transition. Mm. It's a life thing. It's a lifetime. Actually, it's a lifetime thing. I love to refer it to as a life thing mm-hmm. because transition doesn't only happen for that specific period. Like life on its own transitions forever. We don't know where we're going to end. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. So yeah. there is no destiny. Yes. I meant to say, sorry, there is no <laughs> destination. There is no destination. But there is a process on its own. It's a process on its own. It's a becoming journey. Mm, I see that. I see where you say there is no destiny, and I said yes, because in in some way there is destiny. But you're constantly in a journey, right? You're constantly yeah. um in the process of of something. So it might not even be you physically are transitioning, but you're probably still looking at other areas of your life where you still want to work on. Um, and I think that's the whole point of, of, of becoming because you're not really ever there. I don't think there's anyone who can say, I have arrived. I mean, even the billionaires of the billionaires, they are fighting for the number one spot because you don't really arrive and you sit there and it's done. You're constantly working. You're constantly improving yourself. Um, and that's what I've learned over the years, that you're not really just um, at your destination. Your destiny yeah. is never like now and it's done. It's, it's like a, a, you know, a constant growing process, and I like that. So yeah. what would you say to a young man or woman right now who feels that their body is not theirs? and would want to go through that process as well? You know, one thing that I've learned is that transitioning is not a career. I just want to put it out there. <laughs> it's not a career. career. <laughs> it's not a okay. career. Okay. So it's it's, it's um it's a identity struggle, and it's okay to not know who you are, and it's okay not to feel comfortable in the body that you were assigned, um, you were born with, and the gender you were assigned with, at birth, mm. and you are allowed to be the person you feel from a thing. I, I firmly believe that whatever that you feel from a thing, it's God communicating with us. I firmly believe that the Holy Spirit is omnipresent, and mm. we should learn to acknowledge His voice. Mm. So, with that, listen to your core being, because it is not by mistake that it's there. Yeah. The moment you listen to it and you acknowledge it, you're going to see God's grace. Just embrace who you are. And trust me, everything will fall into places. It might not be easy at that certain time, mm-hmm. but I know God is always present. He's omnipresent and he's omniscient. So there is nothing that can surpass him. Believe, don't listen to other people's opinions because everyone has struggled. They have their own struggles. You embrace who you are, embrace your struggles and know for a fact that nothing lasts forever. You're going to get out of it mm-hmm. and you're going to be the person that you are meant to be. That's true. That's that's really true. And you know what? Um, I realized that it's not even about, you know, wanting to find out who you are as a person in terms of your your gender um, and trying to change that. But also as a, as a person, 
your your daily life um living every day trying to understand who you are trying to figure out uh your personal identity because if you don't then you are easily lured into you know spaces or 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 becoming someone that you're not actually um that person you know and then you you find yeah. yourself deep into depression trying to figure out why you there and why you in the space and you don't understand but simply because you don't know who you are and that's a Thank difficult you. road that most young people are going through right now there's a lot of people that are depressed and they're not depressed because um you know life is hard i you know some people really have really good lives compared to others but most of them are going through depression because they haven't sat down and figured out who they are as individuals and it has sort of strained them so much that they find themselves in a space where they're struggling and they're suffocating because they're trying to please everyone but themselves Thank you for, oh, sorry, uh, is my sound so fine? Yes, you're still fine. I can hear you. Oh, oh yeah. So what, one thing that I've learned is that some, not even sometimes, being transgender, like I've mentioned earlier, it's not a career. It's, mm. it's not even an identity struggle. It's having to acknowledge who you are. Because the voice within you truly knows who you are. Mm. And the only way for you to know who you are is to understand what you feel from a thing, is to understand the voice that speaks to you constantly. And it's not even a matter of being transgender, but it's a matter of being a human being because not only trans individuals struggle with knowing who they are. Mm. Like as a human race, we're all looking for our people. We yeah. all pray for alignment. Yeah. So in my case, it happens to be my alignment that differs from what I was born uh I was born in the body that I was born in. Mm. So now I have to align how I want to look in the society, how I want to be identified as. And with that, I will be aligned to what is my other people's because I firmly believe that people's is not only a white thing. We're mm. constantly working in our people's and the only way for us to be aligned to our purposes is to be ourselves, is to allow that voice from within to align us with who we truly are, mm. to live our life truly. Mm. Yeah, and I so agree with that. It's not a, a transgender crisis. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's not. This is why I say that it's about you as an individual. It's not about whether you're transgender, you're lesbian, you're gay. Or what? It's about you as an individual and identifying who you are as a person. Um, and that drives you. And speaking about drive, I'd like to get into your career right now and where it's going. I intentionally did not say that you're a model because I know how you feel about this. But now, in your career, what are you becoming? You know, early this year, I've prayed for, I've prayed to God, or please align me with my peoples in life. Align mm-hmm. me with what you wrote in the book of life for me. So all along, I've always been passionate about being a model, mm-hmm. but it has never taken me anywhere. Like I've always stand stagnant. But now since I've allowed God to, to show his hand in my career, 
I'm slowly becoming a, a speaker. Like, look, I'm now going to be a Forbes Leading Women's Summit 2023 speaker. How wonderful is that? Mm. I don't even have the experience of public speaking, but mm-hmm. through God's alignment, I'm getting to enjoy. Mm. I'm getting to enjoy His grace. I'm going to show how wonderful it is if you only allow Him to align you with what He has for you instead of thinking what is right for you based on how you know but based on how smart you are just mm-hmm. allow god to align you with what he knows is best for you and it's going to fill that infinite hole in the heart because we often chase after careers certain careers thinking that they're going to fill that infinite hole mm-hmm. in our hearts but they never do but the moment you allow god to place you where your purpose is through your career trust me things work Mm, doors open doors open and you you ask yourself how did how did this even happen because i really did not pay attention i i wasn't intentional about getting it but it things just happen and i like that you say you ask god for your purpose this year because sometimes we are so focused on the goals that we want um the plans that we have the vision board that we set for ourselves for the year um and we dive in so much into that that we forget that in everything that we do, um, God will always lead us uh, according to his will. He will lead us to our, where he wants us to be according to his will. And sometimes his will is not, is not what we desire, right? It's not what you think you want or what you think, okay, this is where I want to be, Right. It, 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 his will might not be that. And, it, and I'm saying this in a way that sometimes you even meet people. You meet, you know, you get into a relationship where you're like, oh, this is it. This is what I want. And <laughs> God is like, uh, okay, I'm going to let you be for now just to experience, you know. <laughs> but yeah. I will pull you out of that because that's not where I want you to be. Sometimes it's... Mm a journey that you have to go through, um, like Miss Essay, to put you in platforms like Forbes, right? To put you in platforms um, where you will have a bigger standing and you will speak about, um, you know, what being a trans woman is to you and encouraging other young men, young women out there. So I like that you say you're not a public speaker, but... You, you have that in you and that, that's something that people need to learn because most of the times we think that we need to be qualified to be in certain places. We need to be qualified to sit in, in, in certain stages. But it's not necessarily the qualified of book or um, someone training you. Sometimes it's being qualified because God placed you there. And he qualified you to be there. Amen. Amen. God qualifies the unqualified. Yes, God qualifies the unqualified. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I just want to say and put it out there that people need to look at you. And if you, if you don't know Lisa Nolo, I just say now, if you're listening right now, just look at this young woman's journey. She's 25 and I can tell you when she gets to 30, she'll be a global powerhouse and through this we need to watch from you growing from where you started to where you're going to be and I think you're really going to touch a lot of lives 
um, I see it and it's not just in the who you are or the work that you've done or the platforms that you've been in, but literally just someone encountering you can tell that you are pure, you're full of grace, you're full of positivity, you, you, have, you bring in you know, energy. You know, there's people in this world, when you walk into a space, they're literally just so negative and that goes with their aura. But you are complete opposite. You have so much positivity with you. And that makes people want to be around you. That makes people want to know how. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Vincent. I appreciate it because it's not easy having to live life with a negative mindset. But the more you realize that God is positive, mm-hmm. the more positive you become. That's the only way I've managed to, let, to, to live for it. God is a positive powerhouse. You just need to listen and, 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 and pray. I love praising him because I've seen his works mm. and through that I get to really be positive at all times knowing that everything works for the best of us. Thank you. I like that. Okay, so as we wrap up, I end up, um, well, I end um, the podcast by one important thing that I needed to sort of figure out myself and for me, it's like have certain things that you stand by, right? So your values or certain words that you affirm yourself to. And to yeah. this podcast specifically, it's listen, watch, do. And what it means is what would you want people to listen to? What would you want them to watch? And what would you want them to do? Because that changes their lives. Oh, interesting. Uh, for me personally, I'd say listen to the voice within you. That's the Holy Spirit talking mm-hmm. to you. Watch his wonders manifesting in your life. The moment you acknowledge his presence in your life, the more you embrace you literally are from within. And do fulfill your purpose that you are created for because you know from within that you were specifically created for a specific reason. And the only way to go about it is to do it and you would live a beautiful life. You live a beautiful life. I love that. I love that a lot. Thank you so much um, for this conversation. I think we get to learn and, and unlearn, which is something that's very important for me every time we uh, engage with others. And I say that every day is like a learning curve. You might not know what you're exactly learning in that specific day, but through conversations with people, you get to understand and have a different mindset or learn something uh, regarding um, that conversation. So I want to thank you so much, first of all, for the opportunity to speak to you. Um, Secondly, what can we look up, uh, up to or look forward to? Um, where do we follow you, follow your work um, on, on social media? Uh, I'm active I'm active on Instagram. So my uh, Instagram handle is at letrafonolo.machaba. Then on Twitter is at the underscore letrafonolo. Then Facebook is letrafonolo.machaba. That's where you can see my work and my daily thoughts. I love sharing my... Oh, God, you thought on a, on a priority to, <laughs> uh, on a daily basis. So, yeah. 
Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And what are you up to besides Forbes um, Leading Women Summit? I know that's happening in March. Oh, what am I up to? I usually leave to be present. I don't leave to climb. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I live to be present. I don't live to plan because tomorrow's not promised to anyone. Yeah. One thing for sure. So whatever that I'm doing today will somehow impact on what my tomorrow will look like. So now I'm simply focusing on the word of God and asking him to align me with what is for me and putting the word that is needed. And that's part of the purpose that you asked for. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, at the moment I don't I, I, I have dreams. I have goals but I don't want them to cloud my presence. Mm. So I rather focus on what I have at the moment so that so that through that it will it will impact positively on my tomorrow. Okay. I like that. So if you are listening right now and you're looking for a trans woman to come and speak, uh to come and be part of your event or to have a discussion with uh you know people, uh, young women and young men about, you know, becoming um, transgender, this is the person that you need to be talking to. So go and follow her, go and look at what she's been doing. Also, she is a model regardless. So, Brands, hello. Um, please see her. She's gorgeous, like I say. Um, so, please book her and um, look forward to, you know, seeing you more and um, you know, walking more journeys with you in terms of um, work, because I do believe that we are going to bump uh, into each other a lot in this industry. So thank you for being yeah. here. Thank you so much, Kinsani. I hope you have an amazing one. May the good Lord continue to bless your beautiful heart. And Thank yeah. you. And that is Becoming. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe before you go. As well as follow me on all social media platforms. I am Kinsani Wanda on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and LinkedIn. And don't forget, new episodes coming up next week Thursday from 12 p.m.